Oh, people. <laughs> you heard PD. And the rocking is soon about to take place. Because remember, tonight we got Invicta 43. But it's a Friday, people, which means it's the news day. And we've got some news to go over. We've got the NFL predictions, and we are looking at both Invicta and UFC weigh-in. So, let us go! Okay, people, so we are entering week 11. Ooh, week 11 of the season, which, man, it's not long left, right? Not long left. And, uh, yeah, what's going to happen? So let's, you know, take a look. You know, so uh, Sunday, Jacksonville go to, um, actually, I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm always confused about the way these things are listed. But anyway, Jacksonville are against Pittsburgh. And, you know, I just think with this game, it's not even a case of really looking at the records. I just see, you know, Pittsburgh. I think it's the Steelers, man. You know, they're unbeaten. Jacksonville are one and eight. And yeah, Steelers, they're looking good. You know what I mean? They are looking good. There's no question about that. They just oh man, they really took it to Cincinnati last week. You know what I mean? They they really did. <laughs> they fucked them up. You know what I mean? There was no niceness about that shit. Right? So, um, yeah. I'm down with, um, you know, Steelers doing their thing. So, uh, then we have Carolina against Detroit. This game is more... I mean, because look, Carolina are three and seven, Detroit are four and five. So neither are really being anything crazy. Now, Panthers are coming off, yeah, getting fucked up by, uh, you know, Tampa Bay last week. They lost, you know, they, yeah, I mean, they, they took it to Kansas City. But they lost that one. You know what I mean? Then they lost to Atlanta. They lost to New Orleans. Man, you know what I mean? They have struggled. They have struggled. Their last win was... um, Yeah. Beginning of October. Where they beat Atlanta. But um, yeah, Atlanta exacted their revenge. So, yeah, they're, that's their form. Now, Detroit. Mm, yeah, they beat Washington. Yeah, they beat Washington. Um, <laughs> now, I have to say, with that game, 
right? And how shitty Washington were. The fact that they only won by three, that, that is saying something, you know what I mean? So, yeah, they got the win, but don't, you can't gloat over that one. <laughs> now, before that, yeah, they had some, yeah, bad win losses even, but they, they, you know, they beat Atlanta and they beat Jacksonville. So they haven't been as bad, though the form has been a little bit better of late. So, yeah, I think we say Detroit, you know, I think we say the Lions maul the Panthers here. So then we go across to uh, Houston against New England and um yeah i think new england new england have had their issues you know they've definitely had their issues but you know the texans haven't been they haven't been great right? they lost a a real kind of weird game last week to the browns I, I think that must have been one of the lowest scoring games of the season. You know what I mean? 10-7. That's, yeah, I do feel that was, that is the lowest game of the season. You know, so the week before they eked out a win over Jacksonville, but then they got handed to them by Green Bay. You know, Fucked up by the Titans. Yeah, it is a bit mm, one of those ones. Now, New England, yeah, as I said, look, they have been very, oh, man, they've been inconsistent, right? But they did beat the Ravens, and that seemed to be a, um, a turnaround for them. You know, yes, I know they beat the Jets before that, but they haven't been looking great. They haven't been looking great. So I think the Ravens win, that was probably the most unexpected. Because, come on, like, you should beat the Jets. <laughs> you know what I mean? You should win that game. The fact that they only just, that's what says a lot. But, yeah, beating the Ravens kind of signifies that possibly everything is coming back together. So, I'm going to say the Patriots take that one. So, then we've got Baltimore against Tennessee. You know, they're both sitting on a 6-3 and three record. So, uh, yeah. You know, but, you know, the Ravens are coming off that loss to New England. Right, before that, they um, beat the Colts. They lost... To Pittsburgh, you know, just eked out over the Eagles, handily beat Cincinnati. So they they they've had one of those ones, and um, yeah, Tennessee, you know, they they whew, yeah they really lost to the Colts last week, right? Beat the Bears, um, got. Fucked by Cincinnati, which is like, huh. Pittsburgh beat them. 
you know what I mean? They they yeah they handled the Texans, but mm, it's one of those ones. So I don't know. I kind of think that going on recent form, I think we go with Baltimore. You know what I mean? I think we go with Baltimore. So we got Cleveland against the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. Let's go Browns. Yeah, let's go Browns. So then we got New Orleans against Atlanta. I'd. <laughs> God damn. Hey, the Saints have just, you know, Saints have been chugging along nicely. Saints have been chugging along nicely of late. You know what I mean? Their last loss was back in September. Back in September, man. You know? And, um, yeah, the Falcons. I mean, yes, they beat Denver last week. Beat the Patriots, but lost to Detroit. You know what I mean? I just think that, yeah, Saints, they've been on a better form. So that's where we go, people. We go New Orleans. Ugh, I don't, like, I mean, listen, we got Washington against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they haven't been great. But Washington, just, they just seem to want to throw shit away. You know what I mean? Like, interceptions, fumbles, just horrible mistakes, terrible tackling. It's hard. It is so hard right now. Oh, man, I can't remember the last great season, you know what I mean, we just be the pile of shit, so, look, obviously, I'm saying Washington, I have no confidence whatsoever in that pick, none, (laughs) you know what I mean, I have none, but that's what I'm going with, people, um, so, Los Angeles Chargers against New York Jets. That's our next one. And, um, listen, the Jets haven't won a game. And you know how much I like the Chargers, even though they're 2-7. Uh, and seven. So, yeah, I'm going Chargers. Because I, I feel they have been so unlucky of late. So, yeah, I'm saying Chargers, you know... Finally get some luck. That's what I'm saying. Alright, so we go Denver, Miami. You know? Um, yeah, with this one, I kind of feel that... I feel Miami. You know? They've had, uh, they've had that run of form of late. They have had that run of form of late. You know, their last loss was the first week of October. Since then, yeah, they've been riding high. You know what I mean? Um, Denver, yeah, 
<laughs> those last two games were not good for them. The Chargers game, yeah, that that was some bullshit. That was some bullshit. So, yeah, Miami people, it's the Dolphins. That's what we're saying there. So, uh, last two Sunday games, we got Minnesota against Dallas, which, yeah, you kind of, kind of just got to say, um, you know, Minnesota, right? You know, they've won the last, um, yeah, they've won the last three games, you know, done their thing there, right? Dallas, on the other hand, yeah, you know, they have um, lost. <laughs> you know, Dallas have lost the last um, four games. You know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm saying Minnesota are able to um, continue piling it on for the Cowboys. So then we go to Indianapolis against Green Bay. Ooh. I mean, Indianapolis, they they did, you know, they they won nicely at um, you know, Tennessee last week. Didn't do as well against Baltimore, but they uh yeah. They skinned the Lions, you know, beat Cincinnati. So, um, yeah, the Colts are on that one. Green Bay, on the other hand, right, they beat Jacksonville. They beat the 49ers. So, yeah, I kind of think, I think, yeah, I think you go Green Bay. I think Green Bay... They're just on a, um, you know, they're on that form flow right now. So, yeah, we're going there. So, Monday night, Monday night, we have got the uh, Raiders against the Chiefs. Now, the Raiders have definitely, man, they've been showing good defense. You know, I mean, to, for the most part, they've been showing good defense. You know, they have won their last three. You know, handled Denver last week. But the thing is, McCone is just, he is something else. You know what I mean? He is something else. He brought them back against Carolina. And he his arm just... His arm is incredible. His distribution is whew, just something else. And I just, yeah, I don't see them losing to the Raiders. So I'm saying the Chiefs take Monday night. And then our Tuesday night game is, um, yeah, it is the Buccaneers against the Rams. They, you know what I mean? They've got a similar record, right? They've got a similar record. Now, the Rams, 
You know, they won their last game. It was a good win against the Seahawks as well. You know, it was definitely a good win, right? I I wasn't sure they were going to do it. You know, the week before, I thought they were going to beat the Dolphins, and they didn't. So, yeah, it's one of those ones with the Rams, man. It really is. Um, You know, they're not as consistent as you'd like them to be. And, um, yeah, Buccaneers. Buccaneers just turned it around. You know, after that horrendous, horrendous game against the Saints, they really did show a great vein of form last week. You know, and you think, um, you know, the before the Saints game, they uh, beat the Giants. They fucked up the Raiders. You know, beat the Packers. So uh, yeah, I think Tampa. Yeah, I just I just think Brady he, he he's getting them back. He's getting them back there. So uh, yeah, say um Tampa win Tuesday. Now our standout games, our standout games of the week. Hmm. So I would say. I think Ravens-Titans, and that's going to be something. I actually think Texans-Patriots could be interesting, right? I'm going to say Broncos-Dolphins. Um, and I'm going to say Raiders-Chiefs. I'm going to say Raiders-Chiefs, people. And Buccaneers-Rams. I think we've got more potentially Fun games this week But uh, yeah That's what I'm saying So uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see What goes down But um, yeah We will talk about Sunday's games On Monday So uh, yeah Tune in then to find out If the predictions pay off Ha <laughs> ha So, people, tonight we have got the last Invicta FC card of the year. It's Invicta FC 43. And, man, there have been changes to this card. It was meant to be a title doubleheader, right? We were going to have the um, flyweight title. There's two vacant titles at the moment. There's the flyweight belt and the strawweight. So, we were going to have Paul Gonzalez against Aaron Blanchfield for the flyweight title. And then we had Emily Ducott against um, Montserrat. Um, oh, my days. The name. Um, Montserrat Ruiz. That's it. Montserrat Ruiz for the strawweight belt. But unfortunately, oh, I'd say probably a couple of months back. Well, no, not a couple of months back. Like uh, beginning of November, end of October, I feel it was round about that. But Pearl Gonzalez tested positive for COVID. So that fight was postponed. And then this morning, 
you know, um, yeah, the Ducat Ruiz fight, that's been postponed, um, because of enhanced COVID safety protocols, so I imagine someone in either of the camps has tested positive, that's, I'd imagine it was one of those things, you know what I mean, um, but yeah, it means those fights are now off, but listen, what we've seen in the past with UFC and Bellator and whatnot, usually wait a month and a fight, you know, the fight gets postponed, like rearranged even, so all this means is, you know, in January or February, whenever Invicta have, you know, their first card of 2021, we're going to have possibly two fight or two fight or fight, two title fights, so, you know, it's something to look forward to, but it did mean what was going to happen today, well, just so happens that Kayla Harrison is making a featherweight debut against Courtney King, so that fight gets moved to the headliner, you know and then Stephanie Gulchmacher against Caitlin Sammons. That's the new co-main event. So we got a five fight, five fight card, which you know, look, it is what it is, and it's still gonna be fun, you know. So the um, the weigh-ins took place, and Harrison she she made the mark. Right, so she came in at 145.9, which is all good, because 146, you've got the pound either way, so yeah, you know, so yeah, Harrison came in at that, and King came in at 145.2, so all is good with that, so in the uh, co-main, right, which is a flyweight bout, uh, Gelt Matcha, she came in at 124.9 And Salmon's 124.2 So we're all good Now, the only fighter to miss was Brittany Cloudy So she had a bantamweight fight against Hope Chase And, um, yeah, Cloudy Ugh so, as we know, look, bantamweight is 135, um, so that means you've got, you know, you could be 136, Cloudy came in at 137.3, not great, not great, um, now Chase, she came in at 135.9, the fight is still going ahead, which is definitely a good thing, because, yeah, they didn't want to lose any more fights, um, but, you know, Cloudy now has to give up 25% of her purse, which, um, yeah, you know, it's only right, look, we, we've talked about the weight situation a lot, it's not good, you know what I mean, it's definitely not good, right, so, um, yeah, we will, we will see, 
how um, things go. I oftentimes the person that misses weight wins the fight, which urgh, that it is frustrating, and it is, you know, it is an advantage. But we'll see what happens. But at least everything is happening. You know, so that is all good. Now, there was actually, um, you know, there was a contingency put in place. So, Caitlin Young, she was um, an alternate and she weighed in at 145.9. So, yeah, if anything happens to Eva in the main event, there is someone who will be able to step in, so, um, yeah, in Victor 43, it's on Fight Pass tonight, and, yeah, I can't wait, I am looking forward to this, so, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, can Harrison make a, um, you know, a sparkling debut, or is Courtney King, is she gonna upset the apple cart? Hmm, we will have to wait and see, people. We will have to wait and see. Now, an interesting thing that did come out of the um, the weighings and everything like that. When Kayla Harrison was, um, you know, doing interviews about everything, um, she she said something very telling, I kind of feel, right, very telling about her future, you know what I mean, so, um, yeah, she was like, you know, she wants to do this fight, and then hopefully, I'm going to have another fight in January, and then I'll finish my contract obligations with PFL next year, I, you know what I mean, and she kind of reiterated it, you know what I mean, she was like, listen, I will fight this Friday, I'll fight one more time for Invicta, hopefully in January, or whenever they say to fight, like I said, April of next year, I will fulfill my contractual duties, so, it kind of sounds like, after this final run with PFL next year, it's over. I, I, you know what I mean? She's going to be moving on. And that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Because uh, she's. I feel she's married to Lance Palmer. I feel she's married to Lance Palmer. If not married, they're uh, very much attached. You know? So... He's, yo, I mean, everything just went pairs up with PFL, right? You know what I mean? That, that was, it was a mess this year. It really was. And from the sound of it, Kayla had a struggle with them to be able to get to this point. Because, you know, she was like, I want to fight this year. She said that at the beginning. And, um, yeah, it it seems that things got a little kind of hectic, you know, to get to the point where she could take this fight. So, I'm thinking possibly 
Because I think a lot of people, you know, they're suing the organization. Um, and I think some people, like, they voided their contracts. You know, P in what PFL did, they kind of voided their contracts. So I think a lot of people are walking away. And I imagine that maybe they said, they finally said, look, we'll let you fight in Invicta. But you have to fight in 2021 for us. So, yeah, I I wonder if that, but yeah, with Lance, you know, I that seems like an irreparable situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So unless there's some court mandated shit, I don't know if Lance Parry will be fighting for PFL again. So, yeah, I I kind of feel that look they did him dirty. I don't see, um, you know, Kayla sticking around when she doesn't have to, which then means where she go, where she go, and I kind of feel that it possibly will be to challenge Amanda Nunes in the UFC. Yeah, as as long as you know that. That division stays because look, it's not deep anywhere. You know, the featherweight women's division, it's not deep anywhere. You know, in a lot of places, hell, just because you know, women usually, uh, you know, they've been fighting at atom weight, straw weight, flyweight. That's where we see the the real depth, and then bantam. You know, so as things get heavier, we're just not seeing that. And I guess uh, in the past, women have gone into boxing. You know, there's there's other things that they've kind of transitioned into. You know, as time goes on, we'll see these, you know, weight classes. Yeah, they'll develop, but right now they're not that deep. So. You know, it's between the UFC and Bellator. I kind of feel that she'll want to go to the UFC, or it might depend on where Lance goes. You know, because if Lance goes to either organization and it's all great, that could compel her to go. You know, there as well. So it's an interesting one. We will see. We'll see what happens, people. But um, I kind of feel it's a watch this space, right? It's a watch this space situation. So we will see. Okay, so we are, um, yeah, it's one of those tricky moments right now, I feel, for Ryan Hall. He is, uh, yeah, he's looking for a fight and struggling to get one. You know, um, he recently took to Instagram and, um, yeah, he's putting out messages. <laughs> he's putting out messages, right? Um, so he, uh, sent out a, oh, what do you call it on Instagram? Like Twitter obviously is a tweet. Instagram, uh, I don't know, a post? Should we do, do we just say a post? Um, 
Yeah, all right, fuck it. We'll, we'll say that. But a few days ago, right, he put up a pseudo flyer. You know what I mean? As um certain people do. Uh, and it, it was him and Dan Eag. Right? So um, he wrote, cleared to fight and back to normal training, but still struggling to find an opponent. I know Sean Shelby will find a good one, but here's a fault. Dan Eag is a warrior. He always puts on a great show, has clearly demonstrated a willingness to test himself against the best, and were next door in the featherweight rankings. What do you think? Fight Island in January? Um, now, Eeg, he, um, he responded, right, and he was like, uh, whoa, thank you, Ryan, your graphic design skills are impeccable, (laughs) like, uh, that's not necessarily a, I will take the fight, but it is a response, right, um, you know what I mean? And I think he did actually... I think it sounds like he possibly did accept the fight, right? I think there possibly was a moment where that happened. Because so uh, because that was two weeks ago, right? Then, <laughs> just a couple of days ago... Uh, yeah, he, he put up a new image. So this one is of the like top nine. Wait, actually, I don't think it. No, it's not nine. My maths is uh yeah bad. Um, so it's the top thirteen, um, in the division. I'm I'm assuming, because it's of thirteen people anyway. So the the top line, the, you know, there's three rows of four and then a one, right? And your top one, you Jose Aldo, um, Frankie Edgar, Josh, Josh Salmon, not Josh Salmon. Oh, Emmett, Emmett, Josh Emmett, yes. God damn, my name recognition is. And then you've got Dan Eag. And they're all greyed out with crosses by their name, which are like, oh, okay. Well, something didn't go well here. And he's like, here we go again, again. Who has the stones to step up to the plate? And then he calls out Korean Zombie. I know you won't avoid a meaningful challenge. You know, and when, you know, so I was like, all right, let me check this shit, right? And a few people kind of commented, you know what I mean? Um, And he says that Dan Eag ran away a couple of days ago. So you're like, okay, so he's meant to get the Eag fight, but that just fell through. Now, People also commented of, like, he, he's calling out people higher in the rankings, and that could be a problem. And I think this, I think there's a few different problems here, 
right? So, you know, Hall hasn't fought for a while. And that isn't necessarily all his fault, right? Because there definitely has been injuries, you know, which that definitely plays a part in stuff, you know. So he beat Darren Elkins um, July last year, right? UFC on ESPN plus 13. And just imagine we're we're up to 42. 42 will be the next one. So that was a long time ago. You know, he was meant to have the fight with Ricardo Lamas, but injuries on um both stopped that fight from happening. You know, I think Lamas got injured first and then Hall got injured. Which kind of messed all that one up. But he has struggled to get opponents. And you kind of think, wow, what's going on? Now, I do know from an interview he did on... I forget if it was Unfiltered or maybe it was the Annick and Florian podcast. Or maybe it was even Chael's podcast, I forget, it was one of those ones though, right, and he did say that, you know, he's, I think it it was something along the lines of, like, he wants a challenge, you know, he wants to kind of move up in the rankings, so he, he doesn't, like, he didn't want to take just any old fight, right, he's got a gym, He's got some other things. So financially, he doesn't have to just pimp himself out and, um, you know, do things that don't quite make sense to him. So I think that was a kind of along the lines of what he was saying. And I and also, I don't think he was overly... Like, uh, like, also, during this time, you know, it was like, I'm not taking just any old fight, right? If I have to kind of go out there, you know, risk myself with COVID, I'm only taking, there's only certain fights that I'm going to take. And I kind of get it. I do kind of get it. I understand it. The problem for Hall is, you know, you look at the last fight, Four fights, right? So he fought Artem Lobov in December 2015. He then fought Gray Maynard in December 2016. He then fought BJ Penn December 2018. And Darren Elkins July 2019. So the the, the gap between his fights is huge. You know, it is huge. It is not good, right? It's it's really problematic. You know, I think that's the that's the problem for him. There's just these huge gaps, this inactivity, and within that time. Everyone else is fighting. You know what I mean? Like, everyone else is fighting. And 
them moving up the rankings. That's the problem for Hall. You know what I mean? And it's very confusing. Because you look at the rankings on the UFC website. He's on that one. He is... Which number is he? He's 13. But then on um, Tapology, he's 18. So I don't know whereabouts he actually is. You know what I mean? Um... Now, the, the things he's been saying, kind of, Dan Eag, yeah, that makes sense if you look at the UFC rankings, you know, on the tapology ones, though, Dan Eag is, um, yeah, he's, Dan Eag is nine, so I don't know, but I think what we understand, rankings, they don't really mean anything, they really don't. If you put in good fights, you 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 know what I mean you can get a title shot. If you're active and you're putting in good fights, you can get a title shot. Really. Like, I mean, as long as you're not just fighting people who are making their debuts all the time, that would become a bit problematic. But anything else, you're open. Now with all these people avoiding, like, good, some good fights for, um, Ryan Hall, like, uh, Bryce Mitchell would be a fun fight, you know, Bryce won his last fight against Andre Feely, you know, that would be a fun fight, um, I mean, I, Cub Swanson is coming back, but I feel Cub has got a fight, I feel Cub has got a fight booked. You know, there's a, definitely a few people in there. You could say maybe Arnold Allen, you know, who I don't, I think a fight just fell out with him. Uh, I mean, maybe you could want to say Sadiq Yusuf. You know what I mean? You could do that. Right? Edson Barbosa. Who I know, yeah, I feel Edson, he, he feels underutilized and all of that. And it, I, feel that he, I feel that I read somewhere he wants to jump to free agency and test the waters. So I'm just throwing my own hole. But it is that one thing, because, you know, what do you do when people just say no? You know, everyone above you. Turns down the fight Which You know Sounds like A lot of that Is happening And I Look I don't think people Are necessarily Scared But When a guy hasn't Fought forever You know He's not very active You might think Alright I'll take the fight But he might You know Get injured Or something happens And then I've wasted A training camp Right, so there's that, and then people think, well, oh, I'm 10, he's lower than me, so what does that do to me? When, look, you stop Ryan Hall, and you stop him impressively, that definitely does something for you. But people have this weird perception, and that is why I imagine a lot of these people aren't taking the fights, you know? 
it, 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 I don't think it's because people are scared, but I think it's that. Then you get, you know, further up, right? Because you think, oh, a fight with, um, you know, Ortega would be great, but Ortega is fighting Volkanovski next, so that's not going to happen. You think, oh, a fight against Zabit could be fun. There's I don't know, I heard Zabit is good on the ground, we don't necessarily see it, but I heard he's good on the ground, he's got um, uh, uh, that Russian <laughs> martial art thing, Zambo, Zambo, Combo, god damn it, I forget what it's called, but I think he's got one of those, he's got that, so you think that, but then Zabit, he's fourth, so and you, you see how difficult it is sometimes to get a fight with Zabit. So I can't see him taking that. So it's like, what do you do? What do you do? And it is one of those things. Like, do you think that the promotion should be able to force people to take fights? You know, there's some people would, some fighters would be like, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely do think some people be like, no, <laughs> I don't want to be forced to take fights that I don't want to take. It is this weird situation. But I think it does come down to a, a point as well that maybe Hall has to um, consider fighting people lower than him. You know, I, I think that could definitely, you know, be a thing, you know, you take some fights that are, you know, lower down, you know, get, get those, look, if no one else is fighting and someone, you know, like Giga Kadesi, he's calling for people to fight, take that fight, right, Giga's got good kicks, but Hall's got good kicks, you know what I mean? Then, um, yeah, there's people further down that could still be good, fun fights. You know, maybe uh, Alex Cazares, um, that could be a fight. I do feel he's got something coming up, though. But, yeah, I think that might be the way. You know what I mean? You, you have to then do things like that. You know, consider people who are under you, which, yeah, I, I kind of think it's something that Hall doesn't necessarily want to do. But I think that, that you know, I think that probably is the way. I think that is a, a definite way of you getting fights. You know, otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Because it, it's an issue... But I feel it's an issue that's compounded with, um, you know, this falsehood around rankings and also inactivity. So, yeah, there is definitely stuff to unpack. But what is going to happen for Hall? You know? What's going to happen for Hall? There is, um, yeah, definitely a lot to think about. Thank you.
hats off to Paul the Irish Dragon Felder. Well played, my man. Well played. Listen, people, this is what you do, right? This, I think Paul showed people the blueprint, right? The blueprint on making weight, but also how to handle a situation like this. You know, because we've seen people in the past be offered, you know, certain opportunities and people have turned them down. People have turned them down and, you know, it's not necessarily been the best situation, right? Because, hey, a big example is Jose Aldo. You know, he was offered a fight against McGregor. I forget who pulled... Oh, that was it. It was when RDA got injured. You know, they said, hey, Jose, do you want to step in? Um, He said no. You know, Nate did. And boom, it went there. And it took Aldo a bit longer to get another title shot. You know? And that's what happens. You seize these opportunities. Or some people, you hear, some people get offered a fight. You know, when they've said, oh, I'll take that fight. But then they say, okay, yeah. Now you have to pay me this amount. Right? Which is always a weird thing. Because they didn't approach you. You called for it. You said... I will take that fight, right, so you've made it clear, I want that fight, then when it is offered, you then go, oh, but you got to pay me, like, 50 million, and you're like, wait, what, what just happened there, what, what the fuck is going on, you know what I mean, it's just like, I'm sure they would have asked someone else, but because you were there, flapping your gums, saying you wanted it, you know, you got offered, you got that opportunity, and then you turned it down, what the fuck, so Felder, you know, the fight, everything, things fell through, you know what I mean, things fell through, Makachev, he got injured, and there was nothing, and there was word that the event was going to get cancelled, and Felder, Buzid was training for the triathlon, he looked at his weight, and, you know, well, look, Felder's talked about it a lot, right? So you know the situation. But instead of going, okay, I will take this fight if you pay me this amount, you know? Or, oh, you've got to cut the rounds down, you've got to... No, Felder was just like, yeah, I can make the weight. Yeah, fuck it, let's go. Let's go. So he took the fight. He lost the fight. But he showed mad heart, and he showed, he, you know what I mean, he, he could stay the distance, right? So, look, Felder came out really well from that situation, and afterwards, he then re-upped his contract, re-upped his fucking contract, people. He has now signed a new multi-fight deal, and that's what you do. Right, that's exactly what you do. You know what I mean? Don't talk shit beforehand. Go handle the business because 
afterwards. You know I mean, the company is gonna be grateful. It's gonna be grateful. So listen, you might not get a huge checkup. There's times I think Anderson Silver at UFC 200 when he stepped in and fought DC. Now Anderson Silver, he's paid a good amount to fight, right? But I think afterwards he was like, "Oh, the UFC should have given me." Even more money, and it was just like, whoa, 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 whoa! You agreed a contract, you agreed a deal to take the fight, but now suddenly you want more money after the fight? What the fuck? What are you doing? What are you doing? So you don't do that. You just do it. You handle your business. You do it. But when you go to re up a contract. Or even if you don't, even if you're not on your last fight, there's plenty of people, they're not on their last fight, they're not on their last two fights, but they go in and go, hey, we love fighting here, we want to stay here, any chance we can, you know, readjust the terms? Yo, if you have been doing all the things you need to do, you can often have that talk, you can often have that talk, and if you save a fucking fight card, you can definitely have that talk, that's what Paul Felder did people, that's what he did, and that's what he's got, a new fucking deal, and I, look, no terms are out, but I can guarantee the deal is better than the last deal, you know what I mean? The deal is going to be better than the last deal. So, this is what people should look at. This is what fighters need to take note of with their careers. You know what I mean? You do a thing, and then you re-up your shit. Right? You re-up your shit, and you're getting better terms. Ha <laughs> ha! You know what I mean? As Jay said, I show you how to do this, son. And that's what the dragon did, people. Take note. So, I'm sure people know that just a few days ago, Tony Ferguson put out an interesting tweet, right? Said... UFC 256 main event. Dana White, you said 2020 has been shitty for many. Let's make it a little bit better again. Let's give give them what they want. The fans deserve this. Pandemic Games, Tough 25, Sean Shelby. Right? He um then, you know, and that was in reference to he put out a um a, a graphic right so it was kind of like the bat single but instead of the bat sign it says kooky elka kooky you feel me right and um yeah he he said you asked for it Added to uh, the list, Bish, Champ Shit Only, Michael Chandler. 
<laughs> okay, because, you know, Amanda Nunes had to pull out of her fight against Megan Anderson, which was going to be that main event, UFC 256. So, we had all of this, which, oh my days, is some interesting shit, right? You know what I mean? It's just like, what? What is going on? Now, Michael Chandler, he did respond, right? He he responded to the message. Hmm, but what he said is this. There is a 0% chance I'll fight Tony Ferguson in December. Tony, you had the opportunity to fight me in October and you said no. You didn't even bring up fighting in December until it was way past the 11th hour. Let's be realistic and sign up for January the 23rd. So, yeah, that's what he had to say. And um, it's an interesting one, right? Because, you know, Chandler was... He was made, he, you know, he made weight. He made weight as the alternate for Khabib Gaethje. That we all know, right? He was there, he did that. When asked, you know, he said, <clears throat> I mean, in theory, I kind of wouldn't mind a break. Because he'd fought in Bellator. Then he did the weight cut for this. So he's like, oh, I've had kind of recent back-to-back weight cuts, training camps. So I wouldn't mind, you know, a break. But I'm open. You know, I'll fight who the UFC want me to fight. Right? If they want me to jump in there, I'll jump in there. That's what he said after the last pay-per-view, you know what I mean, so now, he's just like, ah, December, I remember, it. so it's December the 12th, right, he's like, ah, oh, that's not happening, and you're kind of thinking, like, why, you know what I mean, Look, you fight December 12th, then you've got Christmas, you don't have to Fuck around, you don't have to watch anything, you can let it go. You can let it go New Year's Eve. It's all gravy, man. All gravy. Now, fighting in January, you can't let it all rip. You gotta be a little bit cautious over those two um dates, right? So there's that. But yeah, it's it's a weird one. It is a weird one. Now, like look. You're, you you think about it, UFC two fifty eight. That that's definitely gonna potentially be a huge pay per view because McGregor's on it. Everyone realizes that, you know. So look, when you look at the numbers, the McGregor pay per views are red panty nights, right? So anyone that can be on one of those cards. They benefit. So Chandler trying to angle for that. You can understand it. But 
it is yeah it is it's definitely an interesting one that he's you know he wasn't interested whatsoever in taking that fight you know now what makes it even interesting uh interestinger hmm yeah fuck it let's go with it people let's go with it ferguson he'd put this out right he said ufc had has said you have already accepted another fight essay so chandler stop crying to espn about fighting me you want to compete against me i'll be in vegas december 12th except or we move on champ shit only kid hmm interesting so you kind of wonder who if he has accepted a fight who's he accepted the fight against now the names that he put out there he put out there Gaethje right Gaethje and Ferguson those are the two people he said he'd be down for fighting so you kind of think out of everyone is it going to be you know is it Gaethje because I don't know who else it would be you know what I mean like when you kind of consider who else would he be you know because in that division the only other two people you could possibly say so you've got Dan Hooker at five, Charles Oliveira at six. Now Dosanos is at um supposedly they've got Dosanos a tie at six. So could it be one of those? You know what I mean? Like which would be Interesting because Ferguson is free. So you thinking if you had to fight anyone, right? It it, it would be um Ferguson or Gaethje because they're the highest rankings, and you kind of feel that that's what Chandler wants. He wants someone high in the rankings to get him that title shot because that's what he said. You know, he wants to fight. He wants to fight someone um, high up to get him close to getting that title fight. So, yeah, a fight against Hooker or Oliveira doesn't necessarily, you know, make any sense in conjunction with what he has said and what he wants. So you can only imagine if he's signed to take a fight, possibly it's Gaethje. Because, you know, Gaethje, after the Khabib fight, he was just like, oh, fuck it, I'll fight. You know what I mean? I fight again soon. Just, get, you know, give me a few weeks, dust this off, I'll train, and then I'll fight. So, um, yeah, I kind of imagine if Chandler has taken a fight, it's not been announced yet, but if he's taken a fight, I kind of feel that a Chandler Gaethje fight announcement is coming shortly. 
You know what I mean? Now, a fight against Ferguson would have been great. And I kind of feel that the 12th, that's not an unreasonable day. It's not an unreasonable day. So, yeah, it is a little disappointing. But um, it's done now, right? It's all done. So, let's see what the fuck happens. You know what I mean? Let's see what this whole fallout is. Because it's definitely intriguing. Okay, so we have had the UFC 255 weigh-ins. And, um, yeah, both title fights are a go. Which is always a good thing. And it, it must be... It must be a release for, um, you know, Figueredo. You know, after missing weight in that first bite against um, Benavides, I imagine that, I think, like uh, Henry Cejudo, there's going to be questions around the weight for a little while, right? So the fact that, I believe he was a pound, he was slightly under in the rematch, and um, now he's made weight, it helps, right, and I figure one more time, if he wins this fight, the next fight there will still possibly be an asterisk, once he hits weight then, then that's it, you know what I mean, everyone will just be like, okay, we're all good, but um, yes, you know what I mean? I do imagine there was uh, possibly a little bit of anxiety there. But, yeah, Figueredo made weight. Um, you know, both, all, all the fighters. So, Figueredo, he came in 125. You know, Alex Perez, he came in 124 and a half. Then, uh, with the ladies, both Shevchenko and Maya came in at 124 and a half. Which was all good. So, um, yeah, I think in our other fights, hey, Cynthia Calvillo, she, again, she came in at 124 and a half, which, you know, she must be happy about because, you know, she missed weight a couple of times at straw weight. And, you know, I think with her, again, People have questioned, you know, the discipline on the weight. So the fact that she's half a pound under, that's always a good thing. Now, Chikagian, she came in at 124.75. So she's all good. Now, all the other fights, everything is, yeah, everything is pretty much on track, you know. Everything's pretty cool. I think I saw that there was word around Ariana Lipsky, but she came in at 126 for her fight against Antonina Shevchenko. So all is good there. The oh, also one one interesting thing, Joaquin Buckley, he came in at 182 and a half. For his middleweight fight against Jordan Wright, who came in 
bang on 185. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. There's, um, you know, Buckley did fight recently. So, um, yeah, I wonder if that's got anything to do with it. But one fighter did miss weight. Ooh, and missed it pretty big. And that's Mike Perry. You know, Perry, um, he's in the featured bout. That's it. I, I know I forgot what the name of that bout was uh, the other week. But yes, it's the featured bout. So um, he was fighting Tim Means at welterweight. And I kind of feel that, yeah, Perry, he's, you know, he's hit that point that Darren Till hit. You know, where, um, yeah, welterweight is possibly done. You know, so, you know, welterweight, you can be 171. Unfortunately, Perry came in at 175 and a half, which, yeah, four and a half pounds over. It's not a good look. Really isn't good look. He's giving up 30% of the purse. Um, I mean, earlier in the day, you know, Perry was tweeting and he was not having a good time. You know, so just before 11, he, he tweeted, I'm sorry, man. I don't think I can make it. Uh, then about 40 minutes later, he tweeted, I have always talked trash during weight cuts so that if I couldn't make it, I could say I told y'all I wasn't sure. Maybe I've outgrown this. I did try to ask for a fight at middleweight, but maybe I just don't have it anymore. I'm so thankful to all the kind people at the UFC. A few minutes later, can't believe I've even been here this long. Maybe I should just lay the gloves down. I don't want it. I'm just in over my head with this weight. I was just 189 and now I'm 177 and I can't sweat. I ran with a nice sauna suit, got in the portable sauna for 15 minutes Nothing. A few minutes later, so easy for people to sit there and say shit, but I swear I feel like anyone saying I'm weak for this doesn't cut weight. It's death to me. I'm dying already and I've six more pounds to go. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's harder than the first 14. And uh, yeah. It wasn't to be. Perry did not make the weight. You kind of feel, you know what I mean? When he said he's he struggled in the past, like coming into fight week at 189 probably isn't the best. You know what I mean? Probably isn't the best. Um, but I kind of feel that, yeah, Perry's next fight... Will be at middleweight, you know. Will be at middleweight, and that does mean, right? The one thing about this whole situation, it kind of means that Perry 
Darren Till, that shit could happen. Do you always remember? They were initially both at welterweight. Till, you know, he, he was having the weight cut issues. He moved up. Now Perry's going to move up. They definitely still seem to have that beef. Till kind of puts it, it's, it's more in Perry's court. But there's still that beef. So, could maybe, right, a, a first fight for Perry as a middleweight be Till. But, you know, Till hurt his leg. So, he's out of the fight on the 5th of December against Hermanson. So, maybe, right, depending on the injury, there could be a fight in January, February. That could happen, right? I don't know, people. What do you think? Mike Perry, Darren Till. Till's coming off losses, so... It wouldn't be, you know, the biggest kind of, huh, could make sense, could make sense, but anyway, back to the weigh-ins, and yeah, everyone else is, um, everyone else is good, they all made weight, uh, it'll be, you know, I think the biggest thing is, will the Perry means fight Stay as the feature Or will they move that one down And another fight takes its place Maybe Shikagi and Caval um, I don't know We'll have to see But that's all um, That's all to find out tomorrow people So um, yeah There we go There are the fights um, Fingers crossed Nothing falls through uh, But yeah Looking forward to this card, people. Looking forward to it. Okay, people. So, we are drawing to a close on another episode. But before we do, there are a host. A host of fights to talk about. So, hey, one big thing. I do believe it is this weekend. The Tyson Roy Jones Junior fight I think that's this weekend And um Joining the commentary team Israel Adesanya People So if you were on the fence Is that the thing That brings you across to picking it up <laughs> Well there you go People Now unfortunately This is such a huge shame But um Roni Barcelos, he is no longer fighting Marab Dalashvili on the 5th of December. So, from what I've le- been led to believe, um, it's due to the, uh, you know, the mandatory suspensions that you often get after a fight. So, there, I think there's some issue around that. Which means Barca Lewis can't fight on the 5th. So, you know, I guess it's still waiting to see if, um, you know, someone else is found to fight Marab. Or if he has to, you know, fight on another date. We will wait and see. 
I imagine, you know, we'll, we'll have to be finding news on that kind of soon. But um, also on the 5th, now, Marna Mornes, um, she is out of her fight. Um, yeah, against Talia Santos, unfortunately. But in steps Montana De La Rosa. So, hey, that is still fun, people. That's still fun. Now, also on the fifth, Matt Wyman will be fighting Jonathan Jordan Levette. So, uh, yo, I'm looking forward to that one. Now, this is this is pretty big, people. On the 19th of December So our last fight card of the year Jose Aldo is fighting Cheeto Vera Oh my days I kind of feel Vera If he wins this fight Right If he wins this fight He could be the next challenger for the strap. I, mean, I kind of feel that's how it's going, right? Now I know um San Hagen, he wants to um, fight TJ, but yeah, I kind of feel that you know what I mean. If uh, if Cheeto wins that fight, how the hell, right? How the hell do you say, nah, son? You know what I mean? How would you say that? That is, that would be some crazy ass shit. You know what I mean? So, um, that's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. And we will, uh, yeah, we will have to see what happens with it all. You know what I mean? There's... <sighs> Yeah, I think Vera, he isn't, I don't know, it's always difficult to understand the rankings, but with his wins, I would say that he is definitely up there for a shot, you know, so, you know, now we're in January, and on the 16th, we've got uh, Rodolfo Vieira against Anthony Hernandez, which that's a tough fight. It's a tough friggin' fight. Whoo! On the uh, on the following week, which is UFC 257, which right, obviously that's a big ass card. You know what I mean? McGregor Poirier 2, which is now officially confirmed. But we've got Nazarat Hasparat against Armen Chushkanov. Um, you've also got Andrew Sanchez against Andre Munez, uh, and Otman Azatar against Matt the Steamroller Favola. So, hey, all fun fights, and then. On the 6th of February, people, we have got Mike Slow Rodriguez against Danielo Marquez. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun fights to look forward to, people. 
But that is it. We are done. Um, but yeah, there, there's fights this weekend, right? So tonight we got Invicta 43, right? I also just remembered we've also got LFA 95, which um, I've just seen is down to five fights, you know, due to COVID, but it does see the debut of um, Glory, you know what I mean, their middleweight and interim light heavyweight champion, Alex Pereira, who is making his LFA debut, Okay, so uh, let's see what happens. He's going to go up against Thomas Powell in that fight. Then on Saturday, it is UFC 255. So, hey, plenty of stuff to keep us busy. And um, we will definitely be talking Invicta and UFC on Monday. Maybe we'll try and get some LFA in. We'll see how things go, people. But in the meantime, enjoy the action. And we'll see you on Friday. Squad up, people.